And we're live. Another episode of The Oddest Couple. I'm Felix Savine alongside John A. Light. And before we get into it, we have a couple of very big announcements. The first and most pressing announcement is that we are officially going to be doing our first ever live show on Thursday, May 25th at 7.30 p.m., I believe, at City Winery in New York City. Um, you'll share your thoughts in a second, but just so you guys know, you can buy the tickets now at citywinery.com, or we're just going to link uh, the, the link to buy those tickets directly in the description of this video. You'll probably see us posting about it a ton over the next couple of weeks, so make sure you stay tuned. Um, it's going to be very big. We're going to do... What are we going to be doing? We're going to bring a very interactive show. We're going to have people ask questions, bring them up on stage. We're going to do meet and greet. I mean, it's going to be hopefully a, a very fun night. City Winery is a beautiful um, venue near the West Side Highway uh, for those that are familiar with Manhattan on 11th Avenue. So uh, very excited. And uh, I think it's going to sell out quickly. So if you're interested, please buy those tickets very, very soon. And uh, how do you feel about doing our first live show? Oh, I'm really looking forward to it. You know what? Because I want to ask the people that watch us especially, the people that have knowledge of some of the things we discussed, some of the history of what we discussed, and the controversial things that people always talk about where they don't get the facts right, where people say, well, I heard this, or I heard that, and we can simply bring the exact facts to them in front on stage which is very easy for them to ask the questions because I don't have, you got, you know this, I don't have a lot of respect for these guys that do these podcasts that do nothing positive, but they do a lot of negative. Uh, they don't do anything for the communities, for the kids, uh, for the drug problem, for crime problem. And uh, the hate is jealousy and stuff like that. And I think the people that we have following us are more mainline more understanding, educated. They want positive content. I think it's an important thing. I'm thinking, like, and I don't want to give away too many, uh, too many surprises of what we want to do at the live show, but I'm thinking like we even have some segments where you're giving some relationship advice. Imagine that. Imagine John A. Light's going to give you relation. <laughs> this guy's going to give you relationship advice. I, I promise to throw in a couple of jokes. <laughs> That'll be so, fun. Yeah. Get a couple of drinks going, you know, city winery. It's a winery, I think. So it's going to have a, it definitely has wine. I think it has other alcoholic beverages as well. So hopefully people have a great night. I know they have great food as well. So where is that located city winery? I believe it's on 11th Avenue. We'll give the exact location um, for those that are familiar with, uh, with New York city. It's on 25 11th Avenue. So it's like right near, it's in Chelsea, beautiful neighborhood. Um, it's right off of 15th Street, West 15th Street in Chelsea. I want to come at him at a different way, <laughs> like with Chris DiStefano. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> yeah, we got to be careful with that. We had, I had a good show with him. When we I did, did it, we, we did it. That was a great show. Yeah, yeah. That was hilarious. Um, but anyways, buyer tickets, buyer tickets, buyer tickets. Uh, we are anticipating that it sells out, so go ahead and do so. Uh, and we look forward to seeing you all there, and we, we appreciate the only reason we can do this is because you guys have been supporting us in our return. So uh, we appreciate the continued support and we hope to see you guys all there. And if you do come and you just bought a ticket, send us a screenshot. And uh, if you have any questions you want us to answer, we're going to we're gonna probably make a list beforehand as well. So we want to come prepared. We want to make it the best possible night we can. Well, a lot of the people like 
Mike, I'm trying to think Adam, Steve, Billy. I'm trying to think some of the guys that have been asking us to do this for a while. You know, so here we are. We're doing it because you guys said there's so many years that wanted to see this. Some of the women that follow us uh, on a regular basis and uh, Janet and I'm trying to think of some of the Angie. Names. Angie. Uh, I know you've been asking for a while also. So, you know, really looking forward to this. Cool. So, anyways, that was a long-winded introduction, but now let's get into the episode today. So, we were actually talking about this, I think, we actually maybe it was on the phone the other day where we were talking about how the mob can't or I guess some of the difficulties of how organized crime can't work these days because of cameras or the I don't want to say can't work but it doesn't work the same way obviously because of the technology and the cameras and the surveillance and all that stuff and I'm curious from your perspective <laughs> what's your what's your take when it comes to um, the mob and cameras the mob and cameras <laughs> Mob and cameras. That's the laughable part. The mob, I remember when cameras first came out and there were traffic stop lights and they said it was just for the license plate of cars and you knew that was just going to be, you know, the start of it and then the reach was going to be, you could see the corner, then it could see the driver, then it could see. So we knew this was going to get, you know, further along the way. But the laughable part is the mob guys. They... Claim to be gangsters, but if you ever walk in a mob-affiliated restaurant, they got more cameras like they're the Brinks uh, Depot. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, uh, what are they doing with all these cameras? They're against cameras. And they when say you say, okay, when you say cameras, do you mean like, uh, like cameras on your phone? Or are you talking about like surveillance cameras? No, they got surveillance cameras all over their restaurants, all over their bars, their nightclubs, their businesses, their houses. So you guys are supposed to be the mob. The last thing you want is cameras. So what's your intention of cameras besides trying to catch somebody that is doing something that you don't want them to do? Okay, wait. So first question, because I wasn't around during these times, is when you were in your prime in the mob, did that's a bad way to say that. <laughs> when you were in your in your active days, um, how what was the level of the technology in terms of like specifically cameras and surveillance cameras at that point in time it was just very basic it was rudimentary stuff right because we saw the footage no from the you raven had like night. beepers well we saw we saw the footage from the raven night what we did a couple years back right and you could see i mean it was pretty it was pretty good quality like we could kind of see everything but it kind of seemed like you guys would have some people there would, there would be like some small surveillance cameras but not in every corner no, you know, it was the best technology at that time that, that the government had against us. That's technology from the government. That's not any of us. It's not like you, we'd be walking around and we go to the social club and somebody goes, hey, guys, come on, let's take a picture. Because yeah. <laughs> if you did that, they'd say you're an informant or a rat. Nobody has to take pictures. So the only pictures you would really have from those days are if somebody's at a wedding or something. And a lot of uh -huh. guys... We were against taking pictures. People didn't ask to take pictures back then. It was something that was, you know, shine, you know, it was shown upon. You didn't, you didn't do that. Did, did anybody ever ask you to take a picture, like during, in a, in a moment where you were like, "This is very strange." Why? Yeah, I wouldn't take pictures back then. I, I used to step away from, like when we had the Fourth of July parties at the club and stuff like that. Got, a lot of guys were running towards the cameras. I never did. I always stayed away from the cameras. I mean, you know, 
you were taught to stay away from the cameras. The guys that went near the cameras, you would think to yourselves, like, well, what are you going on the camera? Well, for? right, because then it would it would assume that you had a real, if if there was a photo that of you and some person that just got you know indicted or whatever that you knew, it would be assumed that you knew them or you had a relationship with them, and then it could compromise your your state. Well, yeah, and in in the mob world, if you're not a shooter, right, which I say it all the time, ninety eight percent of them aren't. You know, they they're full of shit. They, they're, they're not guys that are shooters. So if you're a shooter, you don't want to go near that camera because later on they'll come back at you when you're in jail for something and try to hit you with a murder. And if there's proof of some sort, and obviously video or camera is a problem for you. But the guys that never did things like that, when they go to jail and they, they got hit with a case, they know they don't have anything lying. You know, there's certain guys that when they lay down in, in their cell, and they got hit with a case and say they got six years or eight years or 10 years, they know that that's all they get. They know they don't have a body waiting somewhere that they can get hit with. But then there's other guys on the other side, the few percentage of of guys that really do that kind of work, they're constantly worrying about that. You know, am I gonna get hit with another case? Am I gonna get hit with a body with a Rico? Uh, The guys that weren't doing those things they, they didn't have concerns. They were cheesing it up all over, taking pictures, because they didn't have no problem with that. So, at at that point or during your active days, the highest levels of let's say technology that were probably gonna potentially hurt you guys were some surveillance cameras, wires, obviously. Um, anything else? Well, you got yeah. I'll give me an example. We used to go to El Carib in uh, Brooklyn. And that's where we would have a Christmas party, right? So every guy, every associate that was involved closely with our family would be at the El Carib. We'd walk in, and the FBI would be in a parking lot somewhere with a Zoom camera snapping away at all of us so they know who's who everybody is. Plus, you're getting the license plate. And this is what goes on at funerals, and this is mm-hmm. what goes on at weddings. So these get-togethers, these groups of get-togethers were at the Ravenite or at the Bergen or we're at any other uh, club on 18th Avenue, and we walking in, we know most likely they're snapping away, taking pictures. But is that a, did you ever have any fear that of, you know, of them taking pictures? Cause that could be a lot, I mean. Yeah, you don't want your picture taken. Yeah, that was but what'd you thing. do, like, you, I'm sure there's many times where you saw them taking pictures. Well, you know you're taking pictures. Like if you know they're outside, like, you know, they set up some cameras on a, tre- on a trestle on a 98th street that we caught so if you know it's up there you would avoid it try to go around the back you go on the side you know and they try to get rid of the camera which we end up doing but you know you're trying to avoid those things you know they have vans uh taking pictures they'd be sitting in a van and they'd be taking pictures and then there's other guys that didn't care they would sit outside because they wanted everybody to know that they were hanging around so they're trying to get caught on camera you know because they're not really doing anything and, right. uh, you know, it's like, you know, you got these uh, guys that love trading, you know, kids. They know every ball player on every team and they throw names around. And and you got these kind of guys, too, to hang around the mob. They know every guy. They'll know his name. They'll know his last name. Like, you know, who cares what his last name is? You know guys your whole life. You never ask them their last name. Yeah. Just, you know, it's none of your business. You kind of mind your business. You say hello to them. You, you know, you... you you have an introduction at one point, and you say, hey, Tommy, hey, Bobby, hey, this guy, hey, that guy. You kiss him alone, and you move away. You got no business with him. But these other guys that ask, you know, 
he was always curious, what does this guy ask so many questions for? Why does he, you know, why is he saving things? Why does he have memorabilia of mob stuff? Right. Like what's on his, you know, you're thinking these are safe keeps to become an informant or a rat later on in that business. And everybody's paranoid in, the, in that life. Wait, so then how also, I don't think I've ever asked you, when you would walk into a new room that you thought could be wired, or every time you walked into a new room, did you inspect it? You didn't inspect it, but you wouldn't talk about anything. Like if somebody asked you, if somebody was stupid enough to ask you, hey, John, uh, you know, you got uh, 50 dimes, you know, I mean 50,000, because he wanted to, you know, he wanted, he wanted to loan it out. So he wanted to uh -huh. find out, you'd give it to him for half a point, a point, and then he puts it on the street for three, four, five, depending where he's doing and the amounts he's putting out. But if they ask you that stupid question in, in the room, you just give them a dirty look. Like, what are you talking about in here? You know, you don't talk inside. So, you know, you get guys, we go to dinners. And typically, no matter what you say, we go to the same restaurants because you get a certain treatment in those restaurants. Right. So you want to go to those restaurants. And then you get familiar and comfortable. And then if the food's decent, you stay there. But they sit at the same fucking tables. They're too stupid to switch tables. So, you know, you're at the same table. So now, you know, the area's wired up. It doesn't, you know, it's not like in the movies where all the table's wired up. It could be the light up there. It could be something else. You know, the, the, the technology, you know, they got these, these uh, wiretaps that boom a whole room. Oh, right. Yeah. So. Do you, did you ever find a wire? No, personally, no. But uh, other guys found it. And, you know, obviously stories about guys yeah. finding it. And, you know, years ago when Angelo Ruggiero's whole house got wired up, you know, he hired somebody to find the wires in his house, and they're the ones that placed the wires in the house. Uh -oh. Yeah. So that was in his uh, Cedarhurst house uh, in Long Island. So, like, how does it, how do they even, like, in a room like this, how would they go about it, you think? In here? Yeah. I mean, it's simple because you're, if we're not here, you know, there's, they get access from downstairs, from anywhere. No, right, but where, in. like, where would they put it? Oh, they can put it anywhere. Yeah. There's gadgets that are tiny; you can't even see them anymore. Wow. You know, people think like in the old days they had a wire. Right, right. They got a wire and they pat you down. They put it in watches now. They can put it in jewelry. They got, you know, they got technology that's incredible. So, I mean, think about it. if they got satellites that can zoom down and, and look and listen. Right. You know, what, what do you think they could do in here? But. Could you ever tell when, did you ever, could you ever tell when somebody was wired up? Nah, you know, you, you always have that feeling of certain guys you didn't trust too much. You know, right. you got a, you got a, something about them you didn't really trust. Their behavior, you know, especially when guys ask a lot of questions. Mm. You know, like, hey, where does he live? Oh, yeah, where did he get the money? Or, you know, was he, who gives a, like, you know, honestly, who gives a fuck what he does? <laughs> You know, it's none of our business. What do I care what he's got? You know, but a lot of that too is jealousy. Guys are jealous. Yeah. So, you know, they're looking at him and they're seeing him driving a nice car. They hate him. You know, he's wearing a nice outfit. He's a good looking guy. They hate him. He's got a beautiful girlfriend or wife. They hate him. You know, this is the, the nature of the beast of street guys. You know, and this is the reason why they double bang each other and, you know, rob each other full of shit. They're loyal, loyal brother, 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 and they're, they're, they're ratting on them. They're trying to bang their wife. They're, you know, it's just, the, you know, the bullshit of that life is just that. That's why I said this double standard. There's a big mouth now, a kid, I brought his name up. He's got a restaurant. He's a wannabe fat kid that's got a place in, outside of Philly in South Jersey. 
and uh, he names his restaurant some mob name, like ridiculous. Because, listen, he just these guys are jerk-offs. <laughs> you know, you want to name the place like, you know, whatever. You know, say the name of the place is a captive regime. You know, you got to be a jerk-off <laughs> to name it that because they're just fucking desperate wannabes because they're not tough guys. No, yeah, it is crazy when you, like, I feel like I've seen some pictures where it's like all these guys together taking like big group photos and, you know, and posting on Instagram. It's like, <laughs> well, you can pick each one of them apart. You can go through them and go, this guy's a, he's got a, you know, third, third grade education. This idiot never wore a suit in his life. <laughs> this guy doesn't know what it is to leave New Jersey or Brooklyn. They never traveled, traveled abroad. They don't know what it is to order a, a, a champagne or a, or a wine. <laughs> you know, if you ask them, they won't even know. You ask them, like, Pouli Fousse, I always use it because you know, you're French, French wine. They won't even know what that is. They're too stupid. You know, so it's the same thing with the cameras. You just said you're a gangster, so why are you putting cameras all over your restaurant? I just want that to be explained to me. Like, why? what are you worried about, somebody robbing you? Well, you're a gangster, so why are you, why are you taping them? You know, there was a guy in Philly that recently opened his mouth to, uh, from the inner city. And uh, he's running around with a camera and a microphone, and he's calling people rats. Well, what are you doing? You're, you're taping everybody. So, you're you coming know, in hot today. Yeah, I'm coming out <laughs> because, I, you know, I, I just look at these guys, and I just can't stand the way they act. You know, but just, but what is it that still bothers you? Is it just is it because you 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 were around in the days where it was like I don't want to say done the right way, but let's say done the right way, and or is it like something deeper? No, it's 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 that you 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 got guys that want to be an expert. I I've said this before on different shows when we talk about different things. I know shit about cause, so why would I get up here and do a podcast about cause? This is what they do. These imbeciles get up there and they tell people they know about the mob when they don't. And they do shows about the mob. And then you got gangsters that never did anything and tell everybody they're gangsters. But they never did anything. So what'd you do to get there? And these are the things that they never talk about. Well, specifically, what do you know besides asking some other imbecile about something that he thinks he knows that happened that he wasn't there? So when we grew up in this life, it, it was very regulated when we were younger. And then all the rules change. And I went over some of this. You couldn't allocute to the mob. They all allocute to the mob. So before you were a rat and you get killed for it, now you get a pass for it. You know, you couldn't allocute to a position because you're a rat, you get killed for it. Now go ahead, allocute to a position. You couldn't talk to another guy and tell him, hey, this guy's made and he's got to be introduced by another made guy. That, that's done too. Now they're telling their brother, sister, they walk in a candy store and they tell the guy, yeah, I made. You know, because they're just complete jerk-offs. So they tell everybody. You got guys on the telephone telling other guys, yeah, you know, I got straightened out this week. I, they don't even know the life. You got one guy from the same family, a different family, they put their hands on each other. Those, again, these are death sentences. You got regular guys putting their hands on made guys. No big deal. Crack your head open, nothing happens anyway. So the, it's just done. And it's done because of the quality of, of guys you have. It's done because you got jerk-offs doing these stupid podcasts don't know nothing about the life. And they just come up with a story and, and storyline and they go with it like it's facts. And it's not. Before I forget, were there, once more cameras started being integrated in terms of like, like businesses would 
let's say a jewelry store or a bank um, would upgrade their systems over time, did that dissuade you guys from doing certain hits on different places? Like if you knew that... No, I, I don't think it, it dissuaded you. And, and listen, a, a legitimate worker that has a jewelry store or a business, he's supposed to do that. Right. He's not... He's a law-abiding citizen. There's nothing wrong with him doing that. But I'm, no, 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 I know, mean, no, no, and, and as far as hitting those stores, no, you would have guys that, you know, that there was a crew called the the, the bypass crew. You know, they would be able to get through these alarms and shut off camera. The technology wasn't that good either. You know, back in the old days, they'd have boxes outside somebody's house or business. You disconnect the box and the system's down. You know, <laughs> yeah. well, it really wasn't too yeah. technical. Well, now it's complicated. Now it's complicated. Back then it wasn't. And back then they didn't have, now they got these override systems. So if you, you shut mm. something else down, it, something else kicks back in. So you you got to be, you know, you got to know what you're doing with technology to be able to override somebody's. Did you ever have an issue where you were, uh, you know, doing an act or a, a hit on somewhere and... The, you had you struggled with the the technology like the the box was still going was still beeping or something. I was an imbecile. You get I would have guys like, <laughs> you know I talk highly about a, a, a guy who was a friend of mine and nobody talks about him. He was Johnny Koenig's uh, adopted son, Kevin McMahon, and this is what he did. He was an expert with technology. With you know he would get us, uh, you know, telephones and he would get us. Uh, uh, radios that, that override things and he was good with technology with with everything so like how would it work like say like give me an example of something that he could he well, could help he, you with he would get us uh, police scanners he would know how to work the scanners what's he, that do just to see which cops are around where the cops are he would know what codes to call in to get the cops to go to another section oh. you know you can't just call in like everybody thinks oh there's a crime over here but he knew how many he would know how many cops were working that shift how many cars were patrolling that area? He was good. I mean, he was he knew technology. So, like for example, like if you were doing something at X house, he would he would know how to get the cops to go the complete opposite direction. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the usual is you could call a nine one one, but he would know is it three patrol cars? Only one are going to go there. Is it two going to go there? Oh wow! He would know. That's exactly, a good asset yeah. to have. Oh That's yeah, a he good was team good. Member. So when we robbed at one time, we had a we had an inside job at. Uh, it was Times Squares, I think, Times Square. So it was in Vineland, New Jersey. And the ex-chief of police, believe it or not, was the security there, who was on the take with me. <laughs> he was head of security. So he was controlling the cameras as we came in. And he would tell me, moving camera one, and I would be on a radio that the other guy, Kevin, set up for me. And i tell the guys, go down aisle one. Uh, well, though his cameras are on, so he he's would just moving them as we're moving. But so where's so, he moving them? He's just turning them off. He's changing directions. Oh, them. I see. Now, am, I'm not intelligent enough when it comes to that. So I'll say. I know how you feel with the computers. Yeah, I'll say I'm a dummy when it comes to that. So, but Kevin was running that with him. Damn. So Kevin set that up, and they move it. And I would tell the guys, Kevin would be working that with him, and I would tell the guys, go down aisle one. And then I'd say, hold, and they'd stop. Okay, move to your right down aisle three. So hold. This is where? What kind of aisles? This was, I believe it was a Times Square store when we did this. What's a Times Square store? It's, uh, it was just like a, a big uh, store like uh, Dick's Sportings or one of those, you know. What were you guys big, taking uh, out? We were young, Times Square stores were big. It's a, it's a big uh, shopping center kind of 
store. And that's just to get small shit? No, we were we were getting about seven hundred thousand on that hit. Oh. Yeah. Of what? And we had somebody in the control room, the cash that was in a Oh. We hit it on uh, Labor Day weekend. So How much would Kevin get? Like what's Kevin's cut of this? No, we all worked out fair cuts. Actually they screwed the thing up. We didn't get this the whole seven, but uh we did the score. They just the the one of the there was two women in the control room. One of them ended up shutting that safe down. It was on a timer. We went in when the time is open because we had the inside from the ex chief of police. So wait, what do you mean shoot, shut shut the safe down? The safe opens at certain hours and oh. closes. Certain, you can't get it open. <laughs> so yeah, but we were in when they were doing the count. Oh okay. Yeah. Did you ever? Did you ever do any scores on uh, any casinos? No. That's too hard. No. But we, we've done scores on everything. I mean, there was a ton of scores that we would do. Casinos are nuts. And With listen, that you, stuff. Can, you can hit, back in those days, you can actually, and, and guys hit the armored cars from casinos, not right. me. And, and uh, we hit another one that was an armored van that we had the driver that was leaving as a driver and he was uh -oh. training another driver. So he was in on it, and that's a funny story. I told it once before, but it was uh, a ten or eleven store route that we were doing. When we were getting that, when we were getting that uh, armored vehicle. But uh, <laughs> that's a long story. We'll save it for another show because it'll take me forever okay. To, okay. to go through it. But it was funny, and you know, we did that because we knew that there was going to be no. Uh, we were going to pull them over as uh, moving uh, detectives. Oh. So there wasn't going to be no gunfire. It was just going to be pull them over, cuff them, take them, and then and and take the truck. But, oh uh, yeah, didn't and, work out as simple as that. I will right, we'll talk about that next yeah. episode. Um, I was going to ask you something before I forget. Well, no, I was going to say that, like, how did you guys come up with the different ideas of like s scores to do? Like, how do you? Cause well, there's so many different things you can do. You get tipped off. Yeah, you get mostly tips, and you, you you get a lot of guys that swear to you that the money's there all the time. Oh, it's there, I give you 100% is there, and, and you know, towards the end, as we're doing a lot of scores, when someone said that, he'll tell you, well, it's a half a million. You sure? Guaranteed, guaranteed, you sure? Okay, so if it ain't there, you always 50,000. You always 10% uh -huh. of the score. So we're not going there for free. Right. And then they would back up and say, well, I don't know what you just said for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so you try to obligate them at, later on. Wait, but how and how many like different scores would you do a month? Oh, we on? did ton, ton. I mean, we did the airport on a regular basis. I remember, yeah, the airport. So we did the airport. We do drug deals. How many? How basis. many? What's the most you think you did in a day? <sighs> how many different scores? No, just one score a day. We wouldn't. You want to do it right, so you don't want to. So you would do a score, and uh, maybe if it just happened that week we had a couple. We do a couple. I mean, we had friends of ours that used to do the crash it and grab, you know, they they drive through with a, a van right through the store window and grab furs and and jewelry and kind of what the kids are doing now and nobody's bothering them. <laughs> <laughs> so it's almost like you're influencing these kids to do it because I think back, if I was their age and I see the way that everybody's handling this, there's no repercussions. Okay, all right, why not? You know, you're almost telling them, go ahead, we're giving you a free hand. Do you think if social media existed back in those days that 
any of like the high profile mobsters would have taken part because everybody knew who John Gotti Sr. was, right? Like the same way now, like even infamous criminals are on Instagram and stuff like that. Like, do you think, do you think John Gotti Sr. would have had an Instagram? No, no, no. But like the same time, I don't know. Nah, he would have did. You know, he might. <laughs> Who knows? But I don't. He would have never had one. But maybe he wouldn't have minded if somebody else was talking about him right. on that. You know. So, but he wouldn't have did that. Like it's a it's a strange thing to think about, you know. But I think part of the reason why you guys did what you did is because it was so technologically e easier to get away with shit. Oh, it was so easy. All you had to do was have balls back then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, it was completely easier. But now they walk around with cameras. The gangsters. That's that's the... You mean these days? Yeah, that's the funny part. That, like I said, go past anybody's house. I mean, I know a ton of guys still, right? Go past the house. They got more security in their houses. I'm like, what are you so but, but would it? About? But, okay, okay. But if you were still active, would you not especially would you wouldn't you have wanted some security okay well, i'll make this very simple i'm not active and for all you people out there i don't have one camera so you just know so anytime anybody keeps trying to get tough with <laughs> go me, put a hit on you it. know that there's no cameras around yeah but why come but, on in <laughs> yeah but why is that why would even if you had cameras like i would understand if you had cameras now like you're just you're a citizen like you just want to be protected I don't believe in cameras. <laughs> really? Yeah. So you're like anti. You're like anti these EDT systems and all that. Yeah, I don't believe in them. But I why? I, because it, it, I believe it fringes on everybody's freedoms. They're going to do the eye scanners now. So I get why they're doing them. I understand the other end of it because you know you got they're robbing like crazy. So you're leaving them no choice to give the government more. Listen, the, the more control. I'm against any kind of control by the government. I don't want the government in my life. Just like kids don't want their parents breaking their chops. But the more we give the government to control our lives, they'll control everything yeah, we're but, doing. Okay, but the EDT systems are not controlled by the government. No, the EDT systems, any system that's camera operated just enhances the whole country is, is being monitored. Your phones are being monitored whether we like it or not. No, that of course. Okay, so anything you Google is monitored. Now they got your algorithms and they start hitting you with advertisements. But I'm just but I'm just curious, like for your from from a personal level, like if someone said, Here's a free like house alarm like I'll give you a good example. actually this is a very good example. My grandmother, she has she has an EDT system, right? Like millions of Americans. And she got her house robbed and she wasn't there. And the cops came, and I don't know if they got the guy or maybe they got footage or whatever it was, right? And then she ended up getting her stuff back or insurance cover, whatever it was, right? Granted, that's an old woman. Is your take that nobody should have it, or is it just that men who call themselves gangsters should not have? Men that call themselves gangsters shouldn't have any kind of technology with... with technology, anything. No, if you're a gangster, why do you want it? Right, okay, that, okay. that I get. I mean, honestly, to me... Like, you know, if I didn't have the problems I used to have, uh, I would say, all right, you want to come in? If you come in, it's at your own risk. In other words, you come in my house and uh, uh, see if you make it out. I mean, I, you know, you're not going to come in my house. And so, you know, and I'm not the only person that believes that. There's guys I know, a ton of them, 
that have legal carries, they don't have technology in the house. So if you go in their house and you try to rob them or hurt them, there's no technology. So I got. I'm pretty sure you're gonna get killed in that house. But like for in. you, but like for you, because of your past, you're you're not allowed to have legal carry, right? No. So you're not allowed to have legal carry, and if you don't have protection, like if somebody, not to give people ideas, but like if somebody, I have plenty of protection. I just don't have guns. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I got neighbors. They all they always ask me that. They all got cameras, right? Here, here's an example. Because I feel like I'd be pissed off if somebody robbed me or tried to kill me and I didn't have any means to, and I know well, you way to. you won't know about it if you're dead. You won't be pissed off. <laughs> yeah, but the, the point is I'm not trying to be dead. All right, but here's the problem. <laughs> to get to your house, right, my house or anybody's house, you your car can't have a GPS on it. Your phone can't have a GPS on it. Your The lights going down to the person's house can't have a GPS on it. If you use a fake plate, the police have these sensors now, not all cars, but enough of them, where they can read a fake plate. You have to get that car somewhere, dump it somewhere. Uh, it's very, it's not as easy as it used to be. And most of these guys, are, believe me, you might get away with doing it, but you're gonna get caught afterwards. And they're not the brightest guys around. So, you know, it's, it's not that simple to get it done unless you're really good at what you're doing. And you know what you're doing, because they all think they're good, and you see how many dummies are still out there killing their husbands and wives because you're the number one suspect. You're not getting away with that, but yet they keep trying that. You know, you keep seeing more and more people as how sick they are really believe they're going to kill their husband or their wife's going to kill their husband. They think, well, I won't do it. I'll have somebody else do it. So, all right, you'll have somebody else do it. It's just one more way to get caught because it's one more person that knows about it. Right. So if you're going to do it, and not, no advice to anybody, do it yourself, but you still ain't getting away with it. <laughs> But here's the point. If you're going to go to your house, to get there, there's, there's cameras. Don't tell people where On lights and everything. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you the address. <laughs> I'll give you my address. I don't really care. <laughs> but there's, no, there's lights. And of those lights, there's cameras. And then you go, now you get to my block, right? Just say my block now. I don't have cameras, but my neighbors all do. So, you know, again, they got the cameras. So how do you get away with, because those cameras hit everywhere you know they'll hit the front they don't decide they hit this so it ain't it, it ain't that simple but i just don't personally believe in the cameras i gotcha sounds like edt is not going to be sponsoring our podcast <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately damn that's interesting though i i did have that ring thing on my other house but my mom okay i didn't do it for me because my mom's old and she lived there in the senate I never but do you think it's you like a charge e that stupid think thing. I never charged it. <laughs> Those rings are wild too. They like oh, a pain in the neck. I, I got no time for it. So you just rather somebody break in and find out what happens? I'll just call one of these mob guys and ask him. You guys all got cameras everywhere. Can, did, did you see anything happen? Because <laughs> <laughs> honestly, to me, they're rats for doing it. I mean, off the subject, they're fucking rats. They're, that's why I said everything <laughs> they do is the, everything they do uh, is they're full of shit. That's my point of this. I see. That's the, that's the main thesis. Right? Like when you have a business and one of your workers rob you and you caught him on camera and you go, oh, I caught you on camera. I've seen you robbing. You're a rat then because you're, you're catching them on cameras. Wait, so John, so when we start our business soon, we're not going to have any cameras at our place? No cameras. <laughs> we have, we'll do what I used to do with my Wait, parking but... business. 
What? We work on the honor system. They all tell on each other. What was, you know. <laughs> That's the honor system. Is who's I had the, the best system. I said it in my bar, right? I had, you know, 12 bartenders, and I had my uh, head bartender, right? And he would watch it. And I think we did this, didn't we do a segment? And I told the, the I made a, I had a meeting, and I told the guy, because I switch him off sometimes on a different station, and I'd say, how come every time you work this station, it's dead when he works the station, it's making triple, this guy's making double, because there's, you know, there's a certain figure uh. on those same nights. It's not different nights, so it's every Wednesday, whatever. Anyway, I said, you were robbing, I know you're robbing. I said, so now you just got a raise. You're the head bartender. And I told my head bartender, you're fired. And they all looked at me like I was nuts. And he goes, are you serious? I go, yeah, you're fired. Your job was to make sure he didn't rob. I said, so you're fired. So I fired him. And so then now I got the guy that's robbing me as that bartender. So <laughs> I said, so wild. now you know how everybody's robbing. I said, so if you let him rob, you know you're next. You're going. Mm. Now, what happens? <laughs> They're all watching each other because they don't want to get fired. Right. Right. I did it with my bouncers, the same thing. Wait, so so at our cashier, we're not going to have any any cameras? Cashier, no cameras. <laughs> and our cashier is living. <laughs> our cashier is going to be in the Bahamas. Yeah, and you, you, listen, they're always going to be able to rob a little. It's to limit the, the percentage of what they're stealing. Yeah, but Even I don't with want... cameras, is way to rob. In in the bar business, is a million ways. That's to good, that, but it's good that like now cash is not really a thing that anymore. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no. Listen, if you have first of all, you got to have somebody at that register you really trust. It no. can't be just random somebody. But is easy ways to find out, and not exact. Like you have a girl at the register on Thursday and Friday, and you make say three hundred a day, and then the following week we have another girl. And she makes four hundred and four fifty. The following week, we have another girl, and she makes, you know, four four fifty or five hundred. Just pushes it a little bit. You know, the girl that does the three, because she's the numbers are way off. They're never that off. They're, they're kind of consistent numbers right. in a business when a business is operating on a regular basis. I'm not talking about a business just going. Fucking can't wait to have you. Do I own a lot of businesses, so you know you got to look at numbers for numbers. No, that I they're agree. They're very with. consistent. Can't wait, consistent can't wait to have you be the one interviewing our future cashier. <laughs> You're gonna go home and be like, I don't think this is the job you know for my, me. You know what my parking kids used to do on my lots? They weren't allowed to go to their cars at all. So whatever tips they had, so they didn't steal from each other. Uh, so I made it amongst them. I go, how do you want to do this? At the end of the night, so they make everybody empty their pockets, empty their socks. They take their socks off in their shoes. No way. To make sure nobody was hiding money anywhere. Yeah. So I was like, they made your own rules. I said, okay. <laughs> You're like making it the jungle out here. Yeah. So we can. So for Christmas, we know what for the for the mob guys, we can buy them uh, cameras for their businesses yeah. and houses. <laughs> for Christmas, I'm gonna buy you. I'm Wait, buy, I mean, really? Do you think? No, I, no, no. For well, Christmas, I'm gonna buy you. I'm gonna buy you a camera. Mm. Buy you cameras for your house. Just buy dogs. They're <laughs> oh, better yeah. than cameras. They don't. They don't tell them if you're walking. If they're trained right, they'll rip you up. So. Yeah. Yeah. I had a great dog. I, I, I had a lot of dogs, but Ty Bear was the best because you couldn't feed him anything. He wouldn't take food from you. You know, like a lot of dogs, other people always say, well, I'll just feed him, throw him something, he'll eat it. 
and uh, oh. and you know you can knock him out or whatever you can do to do it. Oh, he wouldn't do it. No. no. So I remember you had the the thing that you were telling me about where it's like on, uh, like the system. Speaking of kind of systems, where like the the dogs couldn't go past the underground certain- fence. Yeah. So you got to train. Originally, you put a collar on them, and then that's fence, and you can widen it, and it sp- spreads the range of it. And some of the dogs are real stubborn; they try to go through, and it's kind of, it's, it's not a sting; it's more of an intimidation of whatever, whatever it does. But you don't really need it. You could train them with it, and then they won't go through. Interesting. You and you could take the collars off them, and they'd stay in that area. But I used to have fifteen dogs on my property. Fifteen. Yeah. I had Rottweilers, Dobermans, but all, masters, but all, but all protection, all dogs. for protection. Yeah, pits. I had everything. Yeah. Damn. So, and I don't, and I still believe in the animals. I don't believe in uh, cameras. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I think that's all. That's good for today. Um, that's fun. That was fun. Learned a lot about. How you're anti cameras, anti computers. John always calls me. He's like, Felix, I can't figure out these fucking computers. He calls the phones computers. Um, I hate computers. <laughs> if it was up to me in the old days, something <laughs> whoever invented the computers. <laughs> Steve Jobs would have put a hit, a hit on Steve Jobs. Yeah. Um, anyways, thank you guys so much for watching. Once again, a reminder we are doing our first ever live show. Thursday, May 25th at 7.30 p.m. at City Winery here in New York City. We're very excited. Tickets will sell fast, so please go buy those tickets. The link to buy those tickets is in the description of this video, or you can go to our social medias where we're going to be posting all about it. Um, oh, bring cameras, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now he wants cameras. Yeah, we're going to have our own cameras. No, we'll have our own cameras. We'll do meet and greet. Uh, we'll do very interactive. You can ask John and I any questions you ever had. Um, bring you on stage. We'll take shots with you. You'll take shots with you. Vodka shots, we mean. Vodka shots. Vodka shots. Um, but we look forward to seeing you there. If you have any questions or if you purchase tickets, DM us a, a screenshot and uh, we'll get back to you. And if you have any questions that you want us to ask there, um, send us you know some questions ahead of time. So we're gonna definitely devote some time to those. Um, Follow us on Instagram for me at Felix.Levine. John is at John A. Light. His Instagram is at, or his TikTok is at True John A. Light. And mine is at Felix Levine. And I think, uh, I think that's more or less it. And we'll see you guys all in New York City Thursday, May 25th. That was good. You did that good because I can't remember every time we do this. All right, everybody. Thank you. <laughs>